0: Are you tired of hearing mental health from a superficial view and want to hear about realistic views? Well, you come to the right place, a space where healing is central, but also normalized. Your hosts, Donika and Myra, who are in the mental health field, will explore topics to help promote healing in your everyday life. Through our podcast, you will get the real and the work to focus on your healing. Welcome to Black Women Healing Podcast.
1: Yes, sirs, I'm ready
0: hey y'all we're back with another episode of black women healing podcast and today we have a, another very special guest pia i'm so excited to have you and um we always start with a random discussion so i'm just gonna go ahead and think of a random discussion um <laughs> i guess it's kind of not random because we, we talked about it briefly but okay what what do you if we could cash out if we could request. People to pay us money for talking to us, right? How much would you charge for um to speak with you for five minutes?
1: <laughs> okay, good. I'm happy you put the time in there. Hi everyone. First off, um, i have you put the time in there because I was just about to ask, how long? <laughs> five minutes? I would I would probably do $50. Ooh, fifty dollars. Yep. Well, and I can't explain why.
0: In these five well,
1: minutes. In these five minutes, fifty dollars does not include anything, um, that my little brother, who are six and seven, can't sit next to me and listen to.
0: Okay. All right. And why you? Why would you um, choose fifty dollars though?
1: Because ten dollars a minute, and because it's just a random number. Like I could probably buy a nice pair of shoes from Shoe Dazzle. With fifty dollars, or I could go out to my favorite sushi restaurant, Sugarfish, for fifty dollars.
0: This is buy a so bottle weird. of wine. <laughs> I think that's a great price, and I think that, uh, like me, immediately I'm thinking, I'm like, oh well, you know, I I'm a therapist, I'm a marriage and family therapist, so I do charge to to be spoken to, but that's as my profession. Amen. But it's different if somebody like me I always tell people I'm a very different person when it's my friend versus when i'm a therapist it's not the same i do not talk the same i do not give you the same feedback it's very different so i think if if i was just waking up and i was charging somebody to speak with me um i don't know i think i'd probably charge ten dollars a minute ten dollars ten dollars for five minutes i would do really yeah, because sometimes I get enjoyment from talking to people. So it depends on what we're talking about, right? True. So if if I'm getting like enjoyment and happiness from speaking with you, I charge you
1: ten. <laughs> now, if if I get enjoyment from speaking to you, I probably won't charge you at all. Yeah. But nine times out of ten, if you're asking me to pay me to speak to me, we already know what this is. So
0: that's true.
1: I'm gonna take you to the cleaner. <laughs> <laughs>
0: huh okay so oh snap that was fun I like that question (laughs) (laughs) okay so I'm gonna go ahead and properly um introduce Pia. so um I'm just gonna read it in the the person that she sent it okay so it says i'm pia aka love pia because to know me is to love me i learned most of what i know from watching trans women on youtube and have always held a reverence for the community on this platform starting my journey i felt so lonely i had no trans people to talk to ask questions or turn to for support i knew i was different at a very young age but wasn't sure to what extent the trans community on youtube helped me see I wasn't alone. I remember sitting on YouTube for hours a day, soaking up information like a sponge. I imagined joining the ranks to help others who felt alone as well as educating those that want to learn more. Love P is a safe space for hashtag girls like us to Kiki to be vulnerable and learn from one another. I not only have a lot to add to the conversation surrounding our experiences in a society that doesn't 100% understand nor respect us, but have gained insight to help others like myself understand they are wonderfully and beautifully made.
2: Two steps.
0: Yes. <laughs> that, hey, I was reading that's a monologue. It was great.
1: I told I told you, I'm really, I love the human language or the American language, the English uh-huh. language. I that's just that. love expressing myself through words.
0: Well, if you all have not um, already kind of seen what we're talking about, um, this episode is really going to focus on uh, Black Women Healing Pod discussing transgender visibility. And so the, fir- the first question that um, we're going to ask is, tell us a little, a little about Pia. What are your passions, hobbies, and overall things that you enjoy?
1: Okay. Um, I enjoy making people smile, making mm-hmm. people happy. I'm a people pleaser, and that sometimes carries a negative connotation. But, um, in, in my older years, more so now as an adult, I realized I don't have to sell out quote unquote, or sell myself short to make other people happy, Mm -hmm. but I can still enjoy and love adding, you know, positive energy or light to other people's lives. I remember working at a fast food restaurant, you know, back in college and people would always say like, why are you so happy? Why are you so bubbly? And this is going to sound cheesy, but I used to always say the same thing I say today. You never know what your smile or your positive energy, your your just positive nature can do to someone's day. Like that someone, this cup of coffee they're buying could be like the cup of coffee, the last cup of coffee Mm -hmm. they drink before they go and do something drastic like commit suicide, which is such a very serious topic. And it affects our community and all types of communities.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: literally, I've had so many people come back into the restaurant um and just say, "Like you really just changed my whole mood of my day,"
0: mm-hmm. and that
1: to me is the biggest compliment. I love helping people, so I that's not really a hobby, but it is. <laughs>
0: hey, hobby for you. I think that's yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay, um, so um, you all like I I actually um, I found Pia's uh, Instagram. Uh, on IG. And so in in the bio, it said unapologetically Black trans woman. So just why do you define yourself as an unapologetically Black trans woman? (laughs)
1: Because of everything that I've been through, I define myself this way because too many times in my life, I found myself apologizing for being myself in relationships, in the workplace, and even in home life sometimes. And I just got to a place after going through the same things over and over and wondering why, where I just said, no more. Even right now, I'm reading this book um, called Girl, Stop Apologizing. And it's by Rachel Hollis. Um, And just gone are the days of, of making excuses for the way that I feel. I have requirements for every interaction in my life. You wanna date me? What are your views on marriage? How does your family feel about you dating trans women? Are you able to be consistent? And the list goes on and on. Like I'm not, I'm not accepting less than I feel I deserve, whether the other party involved understands it, respects it, or recognizes it. This is what I want, and I'm not apologizing for it. Come correct or go home. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 Okay. I, I I'm
0: feel that oh sounds amazing oh my goodness Whew. I hope and y'all this. done. <laughs> yeah. okay so kind of going into our the more of a questions for today um tonight so it says to be most informative to our audience can you define transgender
1: this was hard like when you really think about it can you really define transgender I mean at the basis like going to Webster Transgender is transitioning from one sex to the other, whether it's male to female, as 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 it is for me, or or female to male. Um, but I see. I really want to go deeper and define transgender as an experience
2: mm. because it
1: is like saying you're transgender. I was just having a discussion on Instagram with you know someone, and everyone's walk is different. I am not the poster child for the trans community, nor am I perfect, but at the basis of transgender is a set of experiences it is accepting that the body you were born in is not what makes you most comfortable and taking the necessary steps to change that and live your most authentic life unapologetically Mm -hmm. um so it's hard to define transgender it's 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 a set of experiences, and those experiences can be different from person to person. But at its core, it's a movement from one sex to the next to your yes. most happiest life, fulfilled life.
0: Yes, absolutely. No, and that most definitely makes sense. It's an experience, and it'll be yeah. different for different folks, right?
1: Definitely.
0: Okay. Uh, the next question is: What do you think are the most misconceptions Black women have about Black mm-hmm. trans women?
1: Mm. You, you, you got a couple minutes. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> child, let me get on my list. <laughs> you know, okay, so the, the biggest misconception Black women have about Black trans women is that we're going to take their men, mm. corrupt their men, steal yeah. their men. A- anything to do with their men, they are, a lot of times, I won't say all, because there are some that have evolved and think on a higher level, Mm -hmm. more accepting. But um, most of the time, in my experiences, they're threatened. Mm. Because Black men, I mean, Black women, I'm not going to blame them, but they are part of the reason why it's so hard for Black men to accept their feelings when it comes to our community. Like, they don't don't know where to put their feelings. They don't know how to process their feelings. Mm -hmm. They don't want to stand up and say, this is who I love. Or I actually have an ex that did stand up and say, this is who I love. But then when it came to his mother, it was like, he became a six-year-old little boy again. And like, oh, well, she, no, I'm sorry. I'm going to be respectful of your mother because she gave you life. Uh And I will always respect her. But at the end of the day, as a man, you have to stand up and say, this is who I love. And because you love me, I'm going to ask that you respect her at the very least. You don't have to like her. You don't have to agree with what I'm doing. But I would... Asked that you would respect her, mm-hmm. and the mother not wanting to lose her child. Not that I'm trying to take her child, because it's not my choice. I step out of that, you know, relationship between you and your mom, so that you guys can have it. However, Karma, don't sit there and let her call me a man. Hmm. Is
0: is was and just you just asking? Was your um was his mother a black woman?
1: Yes, she was, and okay. she was. Uh, she was older. She was in her 60s. So I get it. She grew up in a different time period. But just because I get it doesn't mean I have to accept it. I'm not going to disrespect her, even if she gets disrespectful. Mm -hmm. I will still carry myself with class and, uh, you know, understand that I love you and this is the woman that gave you life. So at the end of the day, I'm thankful for her. Because obviously who she raised before me, I fell in love with. Mm
2: -hmm. So she did
1: something right. You know, just because she doesn't, you know, everyone takes time. Like when I first realized that I was trans, it was a it was a processing time. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you have like, when you shop online, there's a processing time before your package is in the mail. You have to go through the process. My process was first, I dressed as a woman for years before I even started hormones Mm -hmm. until the point when I realized that you really, like, I'm more comfortable as Pia than I was my past life. I was... I, I had so much anxiety going outside, quote unquote, as a boy. <laughs> yeah. Then, then I was so comfortable when I went outside as a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had to go through my own process, and my family had to go through a process when I told them. And mm-hmm. usually, men that I date, when it's their first experience with a trans woman, they have to go through a process. Mm-hmm. Everyone has to go through processes, so I can I can respect that your mother has to go through a process. This is not how she saw your life, but at the end of the day she needs to work through that process as long however long it takes her but I need to know that on the other side of that process she's going to accept this union because I ain't going nowhere and neither are you no I'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) and he he actually it it actually this dynamic actually ended up being the demise of our relationship oh because I got to the point where it's like Okay, it's been a year and a half, and we got matching tattoos, you got a key to my apartment, we don't been on two of my family vacations, but when it comes to Christmas, you can't even spare 10 minutes to come see me because you're with your family who doesn't accept me. Hmm. That's not okay.
0: Most definitely. I'm sorry, you most definitely had to go through that, too. Thank
1: you. I grew from it. I take, everything happens for a reason, and uh, if you make it to the other side, look for the lessons, because there's definitely... Lessons and it makes you better yeah yeah but i still love you and if you're out there listening hi no i'm just kidding
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I made it I'm to the answer. top bye <laughs> okay how you doing call me my number changed but i'm being your dm so just <laughs> yeah so no,
0: it was so just kind of getting back to, um, this misconception piece of like black yes. women having on uh like black trans women um yeah so I guess kind of from what you're saying with your experience is just like not accepting like just feeling like that mm-hmm. your your experience and how you identify is not a factual and real thing.
1: Exactly. And I can't even necessarily blame the black community or black women. It's a societal thing. Right. We as a society and I always tell people this you know, let's be honest, nine times out of 10, where do you see trans women as a whole? Not even just black trans women, we'll get to that in a minute. But Mm -hmm. trans women as a whole, where do you see us in sexual situations, whether Mm -hmm. it's pornography, whether it's um, somebody being undercover, Mm -hmm. even though I'm a woman, what is there to be undercover about? But anyway, (laughs) you know, it's always like the hush, hush, don't tell. Nowadays, we're starting to get. We're we're definitely making the strides, society, um, to to tell our stories like like shows like Pose. I am obsessed with. Obviously, um, I'm a New Yorker, Woo-hoo. so you know, telling telling our stories from like my own backyard. Like I was in the ballroom scene, and the ballroom scene is a huge part of me accepting myself for me fully mm-hmm. and completely. Um, so I relate to the stories they're telling or bring into the to the limelight like wholeheartedly i feel like this like every every episode it's like that was me that was me that was me i, I can fully relate um so we're making strides but society has a long way to go
0: yeah definitely absolutely. and then
1: the black community has even longer to go
0: <laughs> yeah most definitely you know? so kind of we're kind of talking about it a little bit already but what would you say your top struggle is in being a black trans woman
1: Well, there's, there's the struggle of respect and acceptance, which is not really my struggle, but Mm -hmm. it is my uh, mission, my platform. I don't know the exact word, but it's my, it's where my heart is. My heart is to help people, you know, have conversations like these so that people can educate themselves because ignorance comes from a lack of education. I, Mm -hmm. I tell a lot of my friends, like, I am the girl that, a guy like that might not understand and have a lot of questions. I will sit there and talk to this to this gentleman about all his questions. Like I am the girl you can come to and even though you might say something disrespectful, I'm gonna educate you on it. I'm not gonna get offended and cuss you out because what does that do? Especially if now if if you can if I if I educate you and you continue to disrespect me, Mm -hmm. then I'm gonna check you. Right. But if you're literally just ignorant, I will educate you because who else are you going to have these conversations with? If men are able to become comfortable, men, women, black, blue, red, orange, don't care. If people are, are, are able to be. Can you hear me? Ultimately leads to them respecting us,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which is the ultimate goal. We, we need to focus on being respected at the end of the day. Once we're respected, then it's like, oh, she's, you know, she's just a woman.
0: (laughs) So respect. And respect looks, what does that mean for you, respect?
1: Respect means, respect is like, how do I I put it in a word? Because for me, respect is like a feeling. I can feel like a lot of times when I'm out, sometimes there's anxiety on Mm -hmm. whether a guy knows because people tell me all the time, like oh, I didn't know, looking at your pictures or seeing your videos or seeing you in person. I didn't know.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: in my head, sometimes I have anxiety and I have to ask myself, why do you have anxiety? And it's because them not knowing could lead to dangerous situations. And uh, I get anxiety because A, I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to be harmed. Mm-hmm. I don't want this to turn into a big scene. So I have anxiety. But why are those even a factor?
2: Mm-hmm. Because
1: these people are ignorant to who we are. And once we are once we educate them and they become familiar with who we are and they like I said, accept it, they can respect it. And they can whether whether you know or not, you respecting it means you don't treat me any different than you would anyone else. And a lot of times today knowing results in us being treated differently. Oh, you are so. Oh, okay. It's like what what I'm still the same woman that walked in here Mm
2: -hmm. minding
1: her business, mind you. And you walked, first of all, you talked to me about your, you know, to your boys. Then you walked across the bar, came to say hi to me, bought me a drink, met my girls. And now that I'm being upfront and honest with you, it changes
2: everything.
1: Am I still not pretty and attractive? Like I was when you, five seconds ago, when you walked over here, Mm -hmm. I'm not her. Or it may be because I'm the kind of person where I might not tell at hello. I'm going to tell before I feel like we're going to be in an intimate situation because I don't want to be alone with someone and give them that. I've been in an abusive relationship and I'd rather not go there. Mm
2: -hmm. And sometimes
1: that's a part of men's processes, which is not okay. Mm -hmm. But um, I always tell before it gets to an intimate level. But sometimes, even if I talk to a guy for like a week straight on the phone or, or on video chat, and then I'm finally like, okay, this is getting serious. You know, let me tell him. That is, it's it's like sometimes that whole week of us connecting and bonding and building something is now thrown in the trash can because I told you one thing about me that was there in the beginning. You just didn't know it.
0: Yeah.
1: If you respected me, it wouldn't matter. (laughs) I'm just saying.
0: This is deep that's deep i'm
1: sorry i mean to get deep no, but...
0: <laughs> we like D. we like deep that's that's okay I, I, i'm getting what you're saying so you're saying that mm-hmm. after this time of talking to someone and building this connection you would hope that by that time they will have respect for you period and so when you tell them when well just give me examples of like okay if you tell someone are they like are they respectful if they're not wanting to continue dealing with you? Or are they like disrespectful at that point?
1: I, I thank God. I haven't had anyone be disrespectful. Thank okay. God. In my experiences, I, I have had men respectfully decline and everyone has a choice. I don't want right. to feel like I have to trick anyone to be with me. Mm-hmm. So I can respect your choice. Just respect me as a person. And then on the flip side, I've had men that are just like, wow, I didn't know. But I'm here. You know what I mean? But I have connected with you and mm-hmm. move forward. And then I've also had men, as soon as you tell them they they want they wanted to give you the moon and the stars and now you tell them and all they want is sex.
2: Oh. It's like
1: like and, and this has happened like with me and my best friend or my best friend and I Um, we've been out and men don't know and then they come and speak to us and either someone tells them that's, that's around like, Oh, you know, that whatever, or they see something or they hear something or whatever the case happens, they find out. And then like, we have literally had men be like, okay, well I'm not really cool with, you know, going all the way, but I'll take some fellatio. What? Why why would I demean myself to that level to deal with you? You know what I mean? And it's just like, what, what goes through your head sir? And her and I, we are the worst duo because we literally ping pong, like she'll get up in their face and I'll just sit back like, hmm. and then I'm the one that's like, okay, the reason she did that is because, and I'm the, I'm the educator. She goes off. Uh. I educate.
2: Uh. Like, he's
1: like, whoa, whoa. Why are you getting so hostile? Well, the reason she's getting hostile is because you just disrespected us. Yeah. You just literally said that we're not good enough for you to take seriously or to take on a date or to introduce to your mother, but we're good enough to meet you in the bedroom. Hmm. conundrum I'm just saying
0: most definitely okay so I'm sorry
1: I done derailed the hook
0: no like that that needs to be spoken about so it's not even like completely um like folks not especially when we're talking about at least I don't I don't know exactly who's who, who if this is a, a man you're talking about but basically
1: mm-hmm.
0: wanting to halfway accept you that's what it is
1: literally literally and it's a part yeah. of the process. I'm not saying it's okay, but I've noticed when men first, either they have their first experience or realize that they are trans attracted, they do kind of go through a sexual phase where it's just, it's just they don't want anything besides that. They want to explore and play. And it's, it can even be said when a man loses his virginity. A lot of times he just wants to play, just wants to get out there and experience, um, experiment. But it it stinks. And, and, and I explain this to men. They're like, then then why don't you let it happen? Because it stinks when that's all we get, mm. you know, it's, it, it's, it's too far and few that we get a man that actually will stand up and say, this is what I like.
2: Mm. And I don't
1: care what you think. I don't care about your looks your stares. You will respect me and you will respect her mm. period. My, my ex gave me that, even though we, we split because of other things, but He always gave me that like he's still on my Instagram now and I don't like when I look back all my ex-boyfriends are for the record but when I look back like I don't feel like we broke up I have to delete you I never knew you like I've never been that girl these were happy moments that I posted that I shared and just because we broke up does not mean the happiness goes away from those moments I actually just reposted a like memory from from my archive on my story yesterday and people are like are y'all back together no (laughs) <laughs> but at the end of the day it came up in my archive and that was a happy day we were married we were wearing matching outfits and he, he was giving me a piggyback like you know it was cute <laughs> yeah.
2: it I don't likely. hate this man and yeah, that's good I'm a real
1: I try not to be I try to spread love and happiness and just light positive energy because whatever you put out there you get back
0: hmm for sure. Kind of going into the next question when it's asking, like, um, in your experience living in Los Angeles, and I don't know if you're still here, but what are your favorite <laughs> spaces for Black trans women?
1: Well, I, I do still live in Los Angeles, but at the moment with Miss Rona going around,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: I had to take refuge at my mama's house in North Carolina. Give <laughs> me out of L.A get me to where the food is plentiful and the love is (laughs) we made fried chicken tonight, fried chicken, yams okay I'm sorry I'm I'm jealous, I'm jealous (laughs) you're doing too much I know but yeah so in in Los Angeles I am a bit of a partier, I've I've cut back in my older years now, I'm an adult (laughs) trying to get married, I got goals and I'm like I'm not going to find my husband at the club Mm. (laughs) so Let me pull back and let me start changing up where I go. But safe places. West Hollywood has always been a safe place. Okay. Um, and, and, and I still love going there. But sometimes I feel like a lot of the fetishizers, if that's even a word, or a lot of girls in the scene um, or in this community call them chasers, men that only see us in sexual situations.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they go there. So, so that's a lot that you meet. But occasionally you do meet a good guy like my ex. I actually met him at a bar and it was not to tell my business, but it was a one night stand. So I thought um, and, and it was kind of a rebound. I was getting over someone else that he went to high school with drama. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> so it was like, a, oh, this is going to be fun for the night and whatever. And <laughs> long story, short story long, we left and he couldn't remember where he parked his car ended up getting towed but while we were looking we spent two hours walking around WeHo looking for his car and I got to really talk to him and get to know him and kind of form a bond like who are you and so did he so from the one night stand he kept coming back and even when he kept coming back I kept being like don't get your feelings involved you met him at a club like Mm. come on but he just showed himself worthy enough of me and yeah, he broke down on my walls. So WeHo is one safe place. We also have um, a we have a a club bar in the valley in North Hollywood mm-hmm. that has a trance night on Thursday nights. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is called uh, Oh my God! I literally go like almost every Thursday. Can't forget the name.
0: Why well, you the left than forgot already?
1: Child. <laughs> oh, well, it's been a couple of weeks since I've been there because uh, I've, I've been trying, like I said, trying to live a, a a classic lifestyle so i'm trying to caliber but what is it called okay i'll what's the remember. name of the place yes cobra it's called cobra
0: oh cobra okay
1: thursday nights and cobra is like for me because like i said like like you said in my bio i didn't have any trans friends so when i got with my ex we kind of we kind of tapped into this trans community together That's also why we formed a really tight bond. And I still love this person because he was there in the beginning stages of Pia, of the woman you see before you, Mm. he was there,
2: Mm. you know?
1: So we went to Cobra for the first time together. It's where I met all of my girlfriends now. I met them at Cobra. All of like, I pretty much consider them my family. We are a family, whether we fight, whether we go back, you know, ups and downs, I still got their back. Ain't nobody going to disrespect them. I don't care if I just, you know, said I hate you. Yeah. Nobody will ever disrespect you in my face, whether we talking or not. Mm-hmm. Okay, girl, I got your back. And that's where I met all of them. So Cobra is a great place. I love the owner. I've, I've gotten really close to him as well. He even said because everyone knew my ex and I together. He even was like, "When you guys get married, you can have your marriage here for free."
0: like well, <laughs> <work. laughs> he,
1: he is such a supporter of our community, and he he says it's because his mother. Um, Every trans person she knew was so kind to her. So she always wanted to give back to the trans community. And so when he, when he bought a bar, he mm. made it his mission to have a safe place for trans women. Yeah. And that's what he has on Thursdays. WeHo is starting, WeHo being West Hollywood, is starting to get into this with, um, they have once a month at the chapel, they have a trans night. Mm-hmm. And we need more places like this because I don't want to feel when I go out that the only places I'm accepted and respected, um, are at, you know, gay places. Cause I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm personally not attracted to gay men sexually or, you know, to date, you know, and if you are the trans woman, that is your business. There is mm-hmm. no judgment. Everyone is different to each their own. You know what I mean? Like what I do, it doesn't affect you. And what you do doesn't affect me, so live your most happiest, fulfilled life. Right. But for me, like I would like to go to straight bars and not get looks or have to worry about. You know, it's nine times out of ten, it's women that notice first, and then the women are whispering in cis women. I mean, and women are whispering in men's ears, like, oh, you know that, you know, because they're they might be insecure, they might be um, feel threatened. Like I said before, mm-hmm. and I hate that. That gives you anxiety. So if I just want to go out and feel safe and have a good time with my girls, I'll probably go to West Hollywood for sure.
0: Got you. Most definitely. Thank you for that. Um, yeah. but kind of breaking down, hopefully, um, you know, if, if, if folks are hearing, if they're looking for a safe space, they can go there. But, um, also, um, can you really, cause I heard you say sis. And so, and I just thought about it cause I know that everybody doesn't understand what that means. So can, can you break down a little bit with, like what, cisgender or,
1: you know, what's cis person? Yep. (laughs) Because every time I say cis, especially to a man, Uh a lot of my conversations are with men, cis men. They're like, oh, I'm not cis. I'm a straight masculine. It's like, woo, -woo. ego. Check it up, (laughs) though. Okay. Nobody was coming for you, (laughs) man. That is not
2: even what it means.
1: (laughs) It's not what it means. I know what you (laughs) saw in your head. You saw SIS, but scientifically CIS, cis, (laughs) is a, is a medical term, um, used to describe someone that, okay, the definition is you live the sex you were assigned at birth, Mm -hmm. meaning you Mm -hmm. were assigned male at birth. You're still a male today. You were assigned female at birth. You're still a female today. You are a cisgendered fill in the blank. (laughs) Unlike, you know, myself being a transgendered female. I transitioned into female from male.
0: Thank you. That was like one of the best definitions I've ever heard. Oh, oh, no, that was good. People, when they explain that, sometimes people, it's so hard. Because it's something, Mm -hmm. I get it too, because it is hard to explain it sometimes. But the way you just explained it, it makes so much sense. Like, yeah. Can
1: tell I've done this a few times. (laughs) (laughs) I literally have sat on the phone and I have friends that my girls are like, why are you talking to him? He's so disrespectful. He's not disrespectful. He's ignorant. Mm. And if nobody has the conversation with him, he will always be ignorant. We Ooh. need to nip ignorance in the bud and educate.
0: Oh, yes, yes. Well, okay, so it's our <laughs> last question. Um, so okay. what are your thoughts on Transgender Visibility Month?
1: I mean, I think we need to do more, and myself included. I'm not, I'm not, I hold myself to a higher standard than I hold the rest of the world because how can I expect someone to do something that I'm not doing myself? So I actually, I mean, I posted in Trans Visibility Month, but I didn't do, I feel like I dropped the baton a little bit. I could have done more. Mm-hmm. I could have, you know, um, there's, there's so many things I could have done um, just to get the message out there we, we need things like this. We need nights at, you know, different clubs or different events that are geared towards us. Right. So, so that the world, again, comes to respect us. So we have to do our part and stand up and say, yes, it's Trans Visibility Month. And here's why Trans Visibility Month is so important. Because of everything we've been through, we need to not, not only acknowledge it, but celebrate our struggles. And I say celebrate because a struggle, if you make it to the other side of a struggle, it's a win, so you celebrate that win now we need to we need to respect and acknowledge the fact that not everyone might not make it through that schedule, that struggle, but i I just even at my funeral, i don't want to be mourned. I want to be celebrated for the life that I was able to live i don't want people I'm sure people will cry, but I don't want people crying. I don't necessarily want to party, but, <laughs> but I want people to be happy and acknowledge like wow, she left a footprint on this earth, she lived a happy, fulfilled life, and she went on to whatever you believe in, you know, that's where I'm at.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Almost so
1: Visibility Month is very important. And yeah. next year, I'm gonna do a lot more, I'm gonna make t-shirts, I'm gonna, I don't know, go on the, the the Channel 5 News in LA and say, hey, Transvisibility Month, maybe I'll be a board, maybe I'll be a board member, you know coming together with different events i don't know but i'm gonna do more than i did this month
0: <laughs> absolutely and, and you know we wanted because i know this episode is going to get released probably in april now um but i still you know i still think that it's super important regardless um trans visibility should be every year all year every day right Period. um Period. But yeah maybe next year black women and and love Pia can uh, collaborate through, uh, during uh, Trans Transvisib- Visibility Month and do something.
1: I am so down. I am yeah. down to help this community weighs heavy on my heart. So anything I can do, you know, like even being a part of this podcast, I told you, you know, via email, I am so grateful. Because yeah. this is literally where I feel like my life has, my life has transitioned, not just my um, gender, but my life, because I want to really focus on this community. I've done the whole career. I, you know, that's behind me at this point, by Mm -hmm. choice. And I'm really, I want to leave a print on the world and not for Pia Murphy. No, I don't want the fame. I don't want the glory. I, I, my heart goes out to the community behind us, you know, and trans women coming up. It, it is not okay that I grew up with never seeing a trans woman, never knowing a trans woman around me. Mm -hmm. I want to change that. Mm-hmm. I want to, you know, people in high school or younger to have people they can look up to. Like, I want to be like her. I want to be like Janet Mock.
2: I've read both her
1: mm-hmm. books. I follow her religiously. Like I have her, every time she sends a tweet, I get a tweet notification. Like I, like she is literally, if I had an idol, it would be her. Okay. She's classy. She carries herself such like, ah, I, I can always say amazingly, amazing things about her. Like I get tongue tied. Like I don't get starstruck. I've worked with so many people in the industry. I've been blessed, but her, I would probably like knelt. like, oh my gosh, she's amazing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. I'm like like a little schoolgirl. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) right with with
1: with with Janet Mock being amazing.
0: Uh huh. Yeah, it's and and I think that's true. You don't you you don't like you just said, especially like growing up, you didn't see folks who was um at least not outwardly right you don't really see that nobody and nobody talks about it either so like and even right. today even today it's not like it's like you say a lot of like say i'm just thinking of like uh, a, uh like a like your younger self if your younger mm-hmm. self had you to look at like say if you've seen you walking down the street or at a, in a school in a school mm-hmm. like say if your younger self <laughs> seen you teaching the class like what would your younger self have done?
1: Yes, and now I work at a school Mm -hmm. and I kid you not, my first day, even to this day I still have anxiety about someone being like, are you? No one has ever blinked an eye. No one has ever raised the lip, raised the eyebrow. Now, of course, you know, with adults you get the, the little looks or stuff. Sure, they're adults, but I'm talking about the kids. And I work at an elementary school and elementary kids can be harsh.
2: Uh-huh. They've
1: gotten on me about my hand being ashy, but no <laughs> one has ever said anything about me being trans. And that warms my heart so much because that means we are moving towards a day where it is accepted, it is respected, where it's, you know, I've even been leery about parents, like, uh, how are they going to feel about me being around? The parents love me. Mm-hmm. And I, I do want a day where it is common for you to see a transgender teacher.
2: Mm-hmm. you know what i
1: mean up there teaching the class i'm about to be the head of a department God, hopefully fingers yeah. crossed yeah. thank you lord you know um and that would be amazing to be at a prestigious school as a trans woman yep. walking in my most authentic life not hiding not you know just being me and being accepted and respected i love it
0: me too Me too. Well, I know we've covered a lot of different things. um, (laughs) And I feel like this is one of those episodes that we're going to, I know we're going to need a part two. um, I'm down. We need you back for different, like, you know, so many different topics we can kind of dive into, but we just wanted to at least give our audience a different, uh, a, a, a different side of like one, just our opinions and how we, what we're speaking about. But just to like get to know Pia, So, what would you say? What would you say a takeaway would be for our audience? Because we always give our audience a takeaway.
2: Okay.
1: Well, I would. uh, I would definitely have to be mindful of what's going on right now in the world. Um, This world is in a crazy place right now with everything going on concerning Corona, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um, COVID nineteen. The biggest thing I want our community and the world at large to take away is to make sure you find and maintain peace. And by that, like,
2: Mm.
1: I'll give an example. I'm sure everyone knows that at the center of like a tornado or a twister, there's what's called the eye of the storm, right? And so this this eye of the storm is not only beautiful from what I've heard, because I've never seen it, except in the movie Twister, but um, from what I've heard, it's beautiful, but it's also peaceful compared to the swirling winds that that encompass it. Um, in my later years, no matter what is going on around me, in any given situation, I find myself in, uh, and I've been through a lot, like okay. it's craziness. I'm writing a book, stay tuned. Yes. <laughs> I've, I don't know how, but by the grace of God. I found a way to maintain my inner peace to so much so that the people that are super close to me have no idea what turmoil I'm going through um, at home, at work, wherever. And to me, it's like, you must find a way to keep your inner peace. Even now with being quarantined in the house,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you, you can get, what is it? um, Cabin fever. Mm. Find something that brings you joy. Even if it's something little, I love reading books. I have four books that I brought well I have three that I brought with me and one that I bought that I'm here I'm reading you know I'm writing I love being on social media and talking to people I love having these types of conversations
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um so I'm still doing these things that bring me peace and usually it's like for your sanity and your ultimate growth you must find this peace and from this peace will sprout hope from that hope will sprout a thriving garden of joy positive energy And most importantly, the strength to triumph through whatever comes your way. And that's how, like, my friends always say, I don't know how you got through that. Or I don't know how you're still smiling. I'm still smiling because I found peace. No matter what happens, nothing now, the the Pia that you see before you, nothing will shake or shatter my peace. That's one thing I am not willing to compromise. If you break my peace, you got to go. Period. (laughs) <laughs> gotta go
0: uh-huh. well, I so think that's, that's what
1: I want them to take away
0: amazing <laughs> takeaways um for the world literally I think that that can yeah. that's not only just for black women it's not just for us right it's for that's for everybody and I think that we needed those words and we need those words during this time because for sure um our mental health that's one of the the main things that are that's being impacted right now, actually. Man, um,
1: okay. I just cried earlier. Don't know why, but you know how it is on hormones. <laughs> one minute you smile and <laughs> the next minute. <laughs> All get, you, it I I get it okay. together.
0: Get come on, peace. Come on, peace. Right. Peace. peace. Yeah. Come in the room.
1: <laughs> Leave Corona outside, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> corona, you can't come in. Corona
1: not here social distance
2: girl social distance. right
0: well thank you so much and i'm pretty sure we'll we'll connect soon um Yay. yeah but i'm just i'm so thankful and i appreciate you uh taking the time to educate because you do not have to right you don't right. have to and i think Mm-mm. that sometimes uh people expect that you like oh you you have to but you don't and so no. i thank you we thank you so much for taking the time out of your your busy schedule in life and, you know, educating us and just us letting us getting to know you.
1: Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. And thank you for what you're doing, you know, even beyond me. For our community, it's, we need more of you, you know, and I, I love what you guys are doing. That's why when you reached out, I immediately was like, yes, yeah, hello, I'm, I'm down. Let's do this. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm just honored to be a part of, you know, this with you.
2: So thank you.
0: Okay, talk to you soon. Good night.
2: Yes, bye. bye.
0: <laughs> Yay! So I know y'all noticed, know but Myra, the other half of Black Women Telling Podcast wasn't here to join this podcast recording. Um just know she's here. She's most definitely here in spirit. Uh it was different recording a podcast without her and I most definitely miss her, but I think this episode was truly needed. Um so yeah, um this episode was something that it was one that we wanted to release in march for trans visibility awareness but just like me and pia was talking about trans visibility awareness should be every day and we want to do our best as black women and um black women healing podcast to to show that and show and understand we need y'all to understand we are allies um so y'all most definitely have our support um I guess a book for this episode um, I'm gonna go ahead and like Pia talked about when we first started was Girl Stop Apologizing by Rachel Hollis. I went ahead and looked it up. I've never read it, but I feel like I've heard about this book everywhere. And um, if Pia's talking about it like it's good, I'm pretty sure it's good. So I encourage you all to read that book um, right now. um, I, I pray for everyone and their families, and I just hope that, like, uh, we can we can get through this. We can get through the coronavirus, um, this pandemic, and, yeah, like, I think this is most definitely one of those things that I keep stressing to my clients, my family, anybody I talk to, is that we don't have control over everything. Like, we're not supposed to. We're humans. We only have control over A little bit of things um and in retrospect it's actually a lot of things when you really sit down and think about it so in this time I encourage you all to really just um to focus on the things that you do have control over so I don't care if it's being able to eat every day that is something you have control over and that in at least even it, it might not be tomorrow but today that's something you do so I think that's something we really have to focus on in these times um and yeah don't let don't let people right now make you feel like that you have to focus like people like oh use this time to you you have to come out this time with the new book or business hey that's not for everybody and that's okay you might need this time to literally do nothing to breathe to have some peace and that's what you you should use this time for as well i ain't mad if you start a business i write a book do that too but to each his own, so, um, I say all that to say rent over, (laughs) um, so, um, yeah, Black Women Healing uh, Podcast, we will be offering different virtual healing circles to support our audience and to support, um, as well so please register for those virtual healing circles Um, as of now they are free but we you know encourage donations we appreciate any uh support that you all can give to our podcast um please follow us on all social media links at uh bwh underscore pod pod and um if we see y'all listening but we don't got that many subscribers to our account so wherever you listening at please please just subscribe please like it or something um we just we just want y'all support and we want y'all to continue listening but yeah just hit that subscribe button we would love that um so yeah we will see y'all for um we will see y'all next week for another episode of black women healing podcast